What are some things that you've noticed that are ways to approach the game mentally that either lead to being successful or not successful at the D1 level? Positive affirmation and positive thoughts truly goes a long way. The more I can keep positive and yeah. what's going through my head, I've seen so much good come from that. Watch a lot of film, breaking down film and seeing where just say if it was me and him, I missed DOS yeah. and then we can connect on that or anybody else on the court. Our guests this week on the Jason Walton Live It podcast are Fardaz Amac, otherwise known as Dawes. Yes, sir. And I can't wait to hear everything that you have to say. And who I think you're now my co-host, Jaden McClanahan. What's up, Jason? Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you. It's good to have you again. Appreciate yeah. it. So Dawes and Jaden, you were teammates last year, or were you teammates the last two two years? Last two years, yeah, correct. Last two years. Skipping a year back. Mm-hmm. So last year, Dawes, you were at Texas Tech playing basketball, and of course, Jaden was here going on, on the run at UVU, mm-hmm. and we've we've heard all about that. Look to look to find out some more details about that. Mm-hmm. But Dawes, you were here the two previous years. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yep. What 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 should I add to that introduction? Let's start with let's start with nicknames because we didn't cover that last time. How about mm-hmm. you? Other I mean, than Dawes, other than Dawes, so called Big Maple. That's that's kind of uh, what I've been running with the you know the past year for me. Um, it's it's crazy because like I've never had a nickname growing up, and this just kind of transpired, you know, over my time at UVU, and it the story behind is funny. I mean, we can get into that if you want to. I do right now. Um, so we had summer workouts. I think it was either last year or the year before, and uh, they were like making pancakes and waffles for us, and uh, I was one of the or I was the only guy that brought my own uh, maple syrup, and, and <laughs> from there it just kind of stuck with and. I mean, I kind of ran with it. I love it, actually. Why did you bring your own maple syrup? Um, I just think Canadian maple syrup is a lot better than uh, the other stuff. So we didn't even get into that yet, but you, you're you Canadian. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. so where in Canada are you from? Vancouver. Yeah. So I'm from the West Coast. I'd consider myself a West Coast uh, cat. That is a gorgeous part of the world. Beautiful. Incredible. Yeah. But I love the fact that you brought your maple syrup, and I think the big maple should stick because it's worthy I of know, it. I know, man. It's it's funny, though, because a lot of people, you know, were assuming, oh, like, he, he got his name because he's big and he's Canadian, but I'm like, no, that's not the story. I got it, you know, because, you know, I brought my own maple syrup. You, you actually brought your own <laughs> yeah, bottle of maple yeah. syrup that was Canadian, was yeah. which means that you you didn't buy it at a store here either, yeah. right? No, no, So, no. so somehow yep. that got shipped down here. Yep. And, I know Jaden yeah. remembers. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. It was cool. <laughs> I had it in my locker. You know, guys would use it. They said it tastes a lot better. So yeah. I'll take credit for that. Did you try it, Jaden? Yeah, I tried it. It's good. Yeah. I like it. But we don't have it around over here. So it's just like, I mean, syrup is syrup to me. So yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. You can smack him for that right there. I know, man. Yeah. Just I want to try it now. Yeah. So I'm actually gonna hit you up afterwards to find out what it yeah. is. I'm gonna order me some. Yeah, we'll get you, we'll get you a bottle. I was actually in Vancouver just like few months ago really oh yeah i love well, it up there what uh what were you doing down there i took a with my brother and my sister we took a, a train from banff yeah banff is beautiful to to vancouver yeah, yeah make me miss home <laughs> yeah yeah it's not even home for me it made me it made me want to wanted to make it home yeah nah. i need to make a trip out there bro you would love it yeah i need to come out there and Jaden McClanahan, welcome back. Mm-hmm. Of course, you've been introduced here. If I remember right, you're from Vallejo. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And Salesian yep. High School. Yep. Well yep. known for a powerful basketball program, especially producing the McClanahan brothers. First for off, sure. Jaden McClanahan, who's sitting right in front of us, and he <laughs> is wearing a shirt representing his brother. 
Javon McClanahan, who is was all conference there at University of Hawaii this year, right? Yeah, second team all conference. Um, I thought he should have got first team, but you know, he had a great year though. Mm -hmm. Shout out Moot times two. For sure. <laughs> so what's your nickname? Um, I go by Moot, but only people that's close to me really call me that. But um Is that a way of saying for you, Jason, it's Jaden? No. No, okay. Just, <laughs> uh I mean, but that's more professional for me just to go by my first name. But yeah. I feel like uh I don't know, they Dawes and a couple other people was the only ones that call me Moot. But I got it from uh playing Xbox when I was young. So me and my brother used to share the same uh Xbox console. And so you could choose your like name or whatever. You can either keep the name they give you or you can make your own name. Yeah. And so the name that they gave us, like we never really cared too much to change it. And it was Moot Planet, right? <laughs> but I'm not about to go by Moot Planet. So I just chose Moot. But um, when we used to play like online and stuff, people used to just call me Moot. All yeah. right. You wanna hear a crazy story? Yeah. I, I kept my uh, Xbox name that they gave me. I still remember to this day, mm -hmm. leftover mouse underscore one. Leftover mouse underscore one. Yeah, and they, and they gave that to you automatically. Yeah, yeah, automatically. Yeah, I still remember it to this day. Is that some sort of artificial intelligence, or they're just preset names? No, they yeah, have it's there? preset names, but it's okay. actually cool. Some of them be like, all right, like yeah. I just stick with it. Well, let's go with this. So, what are the Xbox games that we all should be playing? I mean, I've switched over to uh, the other side, PlayStation. Okay. So, um, I mean, I play Two K, Call of Duty. Um, a little bit of Fortnite, but um, I'm I'm big into FIFA as well. That's that's kind of like, if I had to say my favorite game, that's what I'm picking. How often do you play? I mean, whenever I have a little bit of free time. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a gamer like you know some of the people that I know, but you know, you guys should come down here and hook it up and go out on the big screen for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm with that. How about you? What's your game, um, Jason? To be honest, I really right now am only playing two K. And I'm the best player on the team, and it's not even close. And I hope that Taj, Cam, and anybody else that I play sees this. Because they know that, right? They do. And Latrey. And Latrey. Is there 2K Envy? Uh, Are you undefeated, or is you just win most of the time? I win most of the time. And I'm definitely not undefeated. I, I respect them as opponents, but, I mean, they know that when it comes to 2K's levels. But that's what I'm playing. Like, but if I play with dogs, we'll play, like, Call of Duty, uh, have we played Apex before? Oh yeah, like last year, yeah. Yeah, so just online games is fun. Talk mess. We used to, we used to grind like Call of Duty. Yeah, I remember. For sure. Me, him, Trey, Woodbury. Yeah. Especially our uh, COVID year. Yeah. Yeah. So if we brought in right now, Taj, Cam Alford, Latrey, and we hooked them up to a lie detector test, and said who's the best at two K. And they said they were the best. You think they'd fail that lie detector test because they know they actually know in their hearts and their minds. You're the man. They've told me that I'm better than them. Okay. I've right. beat, you, I beat you before. I beat you before, though. He's not claiming to be undefeated. Yeah. He's just claiming. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just claiming to be the, the Who's the, the best. best Call of Duty player, then? Yeah, out of you. It's probably you and Trey Woodbury, for sure. Oh, I'm not Trey in Wood. that I category. I forgot Trey Wood. Oh, Trey Wood. Is yeah, a, I'm not yeah, in that category. Nah, Trey, that's the definition of a real gamer. Like Really? He Like, if he decided to take that serious, he, he could make a lot of money. <laughs> He's that good. <laughs> well, I know nothing about that world, so I'll take it from you. But we ought to get get you guys together here and have an event here sometime. Sure. Yeah. So let's go in. We haven't uh, we haven't talked with you before, Dawes, and, yeah. and it's really it's really nice to catch up with you. First of all, you've been gone for a year. Yes, sir. And uh, we loved having you around uh, a couple years ago. Yes, sir. So we learned a little bit about Jaden being from Silesian of Vallejo and a basketball powerhouse. And if I remember right, you were like 
63 and three, some ridiculous yes. thing your, your junior and senior year. Yeah. How did basketball start for you, Dawes? Um, for me, honestly, um, it was crazy because I was always a bigger kid, but I wouldn't say basketball was like the first sport that I did that I loved. Um, so I started swimming, soccer, played a little bit of ice hockey. Um, and then obviously MMA was like kind of my main sport that I did growing up. Um, and that kind of really overtook like most of my life. Like I was training, you know, four to five times a week, you know, multiple hours a day. And like, for me, once I had, you know, um, knew that this is what I love, I was kind of pursuing it at a rate where like, you know, I was like, I want to be a pro MMA fighter. And then um, basketball was around, but I, you know, I was playing for fun, rec ball, whatever. And then once I had got my black belt, you know, not saying that, you know, I was done with that. I, I just started playing basketball a little bit more and then, you know, it just overtook everything. And that's when I realized like, you know, I, I love the concept of playing with other people. And, you know, cause MMA was a lot different, you know, it was you're training for competitions, tournaments, you're by yourself. Um, you're one-on-one -on -one with your, you know, with your trainer, with your coach. It's a lot of, you know, battles with yourself or whatever. And then this, this was a different concept for me, you know, being around teammates and whatnot. You have a black belt? Yes, sir. In what? In MMA, Taekwondo, uh, a little bit of jiu-jitsu. So I, I did honestly a little bit of everything, but like if I had to say what my specialty was, it'd probably be like Taekwondo slash, you know, uh, a little bit of like grappling jiu-jitsu sort of thing. Hmm. So. Do you have any kind of like MMA heroes? <sighs> People you watched and said, ah, oh, I want to be like him. Yeah, I mean, um, when I was younger, I like, I wasn't too big into, you know, watching uh, the pros. I think as I got older, like, you know, um, as much as I don't like him, like Conor McGregor was kind of like the first guy that really, you know, got me into the UFC, obviously. Um, and then as I started watching him, you know, I just started falling in love with other guys like, you know, Dustin. And um, obviously I'm a big fan of Khabib as well. And like yeah. just seeing – you know, some of these guys that um, were so good at their craft, you know, like it's just so inspiring. Cause like, I remember being at an age where I'm like, I want to be like them. Did Khabib ever lose? He did not lose, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I like about him <laughs> is he just never looked like he was even a little bit nervous. Oh yeah. About anyone he was facing. He's a killer, man. Yeah. He's a killer. I mean, if I had to rank my top, you know, it, it honestly comes down between uh, John Jones and Khabib. I think John Jones takes it though for me, but he's he's everything that you want to be in a fighter. He's got the size, the length, the reach, the athleticism, the movement, um, the technique, and um, he's he's someone that I've been like, wow, every time I watch him. <laughs> I'm not too terribly into MMA and Uf yeah. UFC, but I love it and I respect yeah. it. And yeah. the little bit I, I think I heard about John Jones, I've seen him fight and, and in my ignorance, I could still see the greatness, it was yeah. obvious. Yeah. But it seems like some UFC fighters have a specific thing yeah. that they're good at. And yeah. what I've heard about John Jones is that he'll you never know what he's gonna come beat you with and that sometimes he likes to come beat you at the thing that you're the that's your strength yeah just to show that he can exactly and and you which know is, which is unbelievable it's unbelievable man like just seeing the way that he you know he trains and um the way that he takes his craft so serious like 
I watched a uh, documentary on him. He talked about how like he literally will watch every second of every fight of whether, you know, it's a pro fight, they're an amateur, whatever it was, like he will know his opponent inside out before he fights him. So just having that edge over, you know, whoever he's fighting is honestly, it's crazy because it's like to him, he's so crazy about it, but that's why it makes him so good. I admire those of you who've actually done the training. Yeah. And it says a lot about your mindset and I can only imagine how that applies to basketball. Yeah. And while I don't know that much about UFC and MMA, yeah. definitely Ryan Hall, that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my all-time favorite favorite guy. It's I good, love the good, way good, how good. he relates Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and just the art of combat yeah. uh, to life. Yeah. And so like the, the philosophy that, that Ryan teaches and talks about like applies to, to like, ev- like everything and anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Plus he's brilliant stud <laughs> yeah so okay so basketball so yeah. it comes along you said you like team sports and MMA yeah. it's just mainly you and somebody else trying to hurt each other yeah yeah so <laughs> uh, this is probably when i was either 14 or 15 basketball comes in and everything just kind of you know falls out i told my dad like you know me and my dad are super close and i told him like man basketball is what i want to do serious you know like i want to take it serious and this is what i want to pursue once you know that had come you know he was obviously you know, rooting for me, you know, to keep doing, um, you know, MMA, Taekwondo, but, you know, he knew that this is what I loved. And um, I think him just seeing the, you know, me putting in the work that I was putting in to to play, um, I honestly like showed him, okay, he's serious about this. And I was never very good when I was young. And that's the crazy thing. Like I was skilled and like, I was coordinated, not skilled. I was coordinated and I could, you know, move for you know for a bigger guy but i was never skilled and i feel like for me it just took um some time for me to figure out okay this is you know i'm, I'm figuring out my body this is how i want to be this is how i want to play how tall were you when you were 14. Uh, i was like six two okay yeah so how tall is your dad he's like six four six five so you figured maybe i'm gonna go six four six five yeah. so you had no idea you're gonna be a big man so i think just growing up you know with me understanding okay like i might not be seven foot i'm just kind of playing basketball just the way that i thought was right you know and that was you know i had coaches when i were when i was young that didn't say okay you gotta get in the post and jump hook and you know (laughs) this this, and that it was kind of like just play and like growing up like i feel like that helped me transition to the player that i am now that's you know i'd say for a big like super versatile can shoot can dribble can do a lot of things and i think that just allowed me to develop over time first time i ever saw you was if was after your first year at uvu and you yeah. were you led the nation division one basketball and rebounds yeah <laughs> i remember that and i just i walked in the practice and i was watching you run up and down the court and i'm like that's not how most people who are six eleven seven feet move yeah yeah <laughs> and so before i saw your rebound shoot or anything there's just an athleticism there and now i'm talking to you now I, I, it seems to me that your MMA and your your black belt must be hugely impactful in your basketball game. Hundred percent. Not just obviously the mental side of stuff, but I think like the coordination it allowed me to you know get at an early age because a lot of guys that grow you know the way that I grew, um, it takes them some time. Like they say, bigs usually don't hit their you know their stride until you know twenty eight, twenty nine when they're like pros. You know. Wow. And like. You know, that's why when you see um, bigs that develop, you know, later on, you're you're seeing what, you know, 
obviously the the process is a little bit slower than you know a guard or whatever but i think just me having the mma you know background and then coaches that allowed me to kind of just basically play basketball you know positionless basketball which is kind of what i do i mean i think you're ahead of, of everyone because of all those things too but i want to give you a little bit of grace and say i, I think you, you're gonna even get better and better and better 100 so even though 100%. you're even though you're a big and what are you you're 20 yeah, 24. 24? Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if two, three, four years you're doing even better. It's just yeah. that right now, the way you move now yeah. is good for any big, even if they're 28, 29. Yeah, 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 100%. I mean, that's one thing with me, man. Like I know I can get better in everything that I do, whether it's basketball, you know, or the mental side of things. I know that for me, it's like I, I can always find ways to get better. My handle can get better. My shot can get better keep working on my body, keep working, you know, getting stronger. And like, that's why I feel like I've kind of became obsessed with it. Cause it's like, it will never stop. You know, like that's, I think where like my obsession comes from. So at what point did you both want to play division one college basketball and then realize you were going to be able to do it? Yeah. So, you know, coming from Vancouver, obviously, you know, it's, um, I wouldn't say the basketball scene is the greatest out there. So yeah. for me, it was really tough. Like, just trying to get, you know, I, at that point, I was trying to get any Division One scout out to watch me play. And, like, I had, um, at the time, Terry Porter, who was at Portland, um, who came out to watch me one time. And then University of San Francisco, um, uh, Kyle Smith, who's now at Washington State, um, they had both come down to see me. And, like, you know, I'm this 6'10 kid that's playing, you know, guys that are 5'10 and, you know, how do you just, gauge the talent? Yeah, how do you gauge? And that's, you know, and that was the thing that, you know, they, they you know, I could see why they, you know, didn't want to pull the trigger on offering me. Like, me understanding that, like, my um, junior year of high school, I was like, okay, like, this is, you know, the direction that it's going. And if I come back for my senior year in Canada, like, I might be in the same situation. So, um, I knew at that point I had to make a next step. And... I was like, I want to play in the best basketball league for a high school, you know, high school that I can play in. And I went to the prep scene um, in the Northeast um, and played in the NEPSAC with like some of the best high schools in the country, prep schools in the country with, you know, Brewster Academy and um, Northfield, Mount Her Herman and um, schools like that that play in the circuit with like Montverde and some of those schools. So, so where did you live when you say the Northeast? Like where were you? Maine. I was yeah. in Maine. All right, yeah. Yeah. So I went to Bridgeton Academy. I and was playing, in Maine. Playing some good basketball up there. Yeah, playing some really good basketball. Like the teams that we played, um, every team averaged between like eight to 14 guys that were D1 guys. So you had your third string guys committed to SEC, ACC school. So it was, you know, for me, that was the first time that I was able to, you know, tell myself like you're good enough to play you know division one basketball and that's when i picked up my first couple offers i finished you know first team all league in that conference and wow. like it was the first time i you know i told myself like i'm good enough to play what made you choose mercer um honestly like they were one of the first schools that were on me once i had uh, gone up to maine and like at the time you know i was young and just you know they were one of the schools that before the recruiting, you know, had picked up, um, they were honestly at every practice coming out all the time. And like- It showed you love. Yeah, it showed me a lot of love. And like me being, you know, that young kid, I'm like, man, like 
this is the first time I've been talking to a, you know, a D1 school that, you know, like loves me. And, and um, you know, throughout the season, like I started talking to more schools, but I knew like, okay, this school has showed me the most love. They've, you know, the visit was amazing. I loved it here and, and this is where I want to go. Yeah, I've, I've spent some time in Macon. Yeah, in Macon, Georgia. <laughs> interesting, interesting place. It is definitely an yeah. interesting place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, what is it? Two hours from Atlanta? Two and a half? Uh, an hour and a half. Yeah, hour, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, hour yeah, and yeah. A half. Yeah. So yeah, I played for uh, Bob Hoffman up there, who's a great coach. He comes from uh, Kelvin Sampson's coaching tree. Um, so I mean, he's got his own style of coaching. So when I was a freshman, I was just like you know, introduced to the rah-rah pretty, you know, pretty early. And like, I feel like that helped me uh, be coached by whoever, you know, following that. So what was the process that led you for, for leaving Mercer and coming to Utah Valley? So um, they fired him at the end of the season. And I knew like, for me, I was like, you know, I waited for the new coach to get hired. He got hired and I spoke with him. It just, you know, the way that he, um, you know felt about me he it was just more mutual that i left you know and like you know he's like oh well you played eight minutes a game and you know maybe you might play a little bit more next year or not and you know we had that conversation and for me like i knew okay i'm obviously trying to play i'm trying to go somewhere where i can win um i hit the transfer portal and like i had you know a couple schools talking but mark madsen had just got the job at the time obviously i knew who mark was prior to that and like once he had called me, you know, we had set up the visit right away um, and I had committed on my visit and I knew like, this is the place for me. Like just the conversation that we had and um, he was like, you know, listen, like, what do you think your ceiling is? And I was like, man, I want to be a pro. And he's like, well, what do you think like your ceiling is? Like what level? And I'm just like, well, like just being a pro. And he's like, I think you can be an NBA player. And I remember like sitting in his office, he said that to me, he's like, you got to do this, this, and this. And he said, I think that you can get there. Um, so I had committed to him. And then my journey at Utah Valley started where I met Moot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't think of a better coach for you. 100%. Right. I mean, he's just all grit, determination, and, and hustle and make things happen. And it just seems like everything that he would have to share as a coach and a player from his experience yeah. would be better for you than anyone. Yeah. Did you find that was the case? 100%. You know, uh, not a lot of guys can, you know, say that the college coach that they played for coached in the league, played their position in the NBA, and, you know, is obviously one of the best humans out there that, you know, truly wants to see you succeed. So for me, I knew, like, he checked off all those boxes, and I was like, this is – this is the guy I want to play for. And um, I mean, he like credit goes to him and staff. Like they helped me develop so much in that one year um, where honestly, like a lot of it was confidence too, um, just the mental side of the game. And like, I knew after my first year playing, like, okay, you know, this this was the right move, obviously, you know, leading the country rebounding and all the other stuff. And Yes, so let's hit that for a second. Your yeah. first year at yeah. Utah Valley University, yeah. You were the number one rebounder in Division One college basketball. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good way of coming out of the gate. I'd say yeah. that that made you must have thought, hey, this is a good decision. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was crazy because it was it was the COVID uh, the COVID year at the time, and yeah. it was like a lot of uncertainty. You know, guys were going out, and we really didn't know what was going on. I remember uh, playing that first game. Uh, we played uh, some team at home, 
And I, I still remember I had like 24 and 19 the first game. And like, <laughs> I started getting messages after that. Like, you had 19 rebounds in the first game. Like, I was like, I, I mean, like, it's the first time I was given an opportunity to play. So like, I knew like, okay, this is, obviously I didn't think that I was gonna do that either. Like, you know, that early, but as the season went on, we were starting to play teams and, um, you know, there was a stretch where I think we played like Southern Utah and then we played Wyoming. And that was a game where I had like, I think it was like 28 and 25 or something like that, <laughs> something ridiculous. And then after that, I realized like, okay, this is like, I'm playing against guys who are obviously supposed to be really good. And I'm, you know, not just playing while I'm kind of dominating right now. So that made me obviously play more confident, but just understand I could play this game at a high level. What makes for someone being a good rebounder? If I was going to go do it, what would you tell me? You know, what's crazy is like those guys that obviously jump higher that, you know, can do, you know, whatever might be better than me, you know, in terms of like physical abilities or whatever. But I think for me, it's like just the number one, the knack of, you know, understanding like, okay, like the, if the ball bounce on this side, it's going to come off on this side. And I think I understood that like at a high level and then just playing um, with the I guess the God, you know, given, you know, stuff that I have, you know, like playing physical while also understanding like how to, you know, time my jump. And um, I'm a pretty physical player. So like for me, it was like, you know, if I can hit you hard enough, like I'm going to hit you hard enough and try to grab that ball. I think just wanting the ball too at the end of the day too. Like <laughs> I asked Coach Madsen that question about you early on. Yeah. And uh, we were at a practice one time and I yeah. said, why does he rebound so well? And he said, I mean, obviously it helps to be 6'11". Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to your point, there's a lot of guys who are 6'11". 100%. He said the same thing. Like you had very good control of your body for yeah. someone your side. Like yeah. exceptionally control of your yeah. body. He also said, from my memory, that you had good rebounding technique and you were always improving and wanting to be better yeah. for what could be actually taught. 100%. And then he said something to me that was close to what you just said. He goes, but he said, Jason, there's something about rebounding where there's this instinct yeah, where you just kind of get it and you yeah. know where you need to be yeah. in your body, you get it in the right place yeah, and it's really hard to coach. Yeah. Is that true? 100%. Like, I feel like I know when I need to explode with two hands and go up there and grab it or I know when I got to hit, you know, the guy with one arm, hold him down with one arm so he can't jump and then I kind of push off and grab it with one hand, you know, just little stuff like that I kind of learned. Any refs watching that's not, he doesn't do it in a way that's a foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever. No, never. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean that—that's just kind of um, what I—I I would say that you know, helps me. But you know, that was a—that was—that was really fun. You know, first year of actually playing, and I learned a lot. And that's cool. So you you finish that year, you come back the next year. You're also dominant. You're in the top five rebounders in the yeah, nation again. Yeah, yeah. And had a great year. Just missed going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And. I don't even know what your averages were, but you were, it was ridiculous average yeah. in points for the whole season and, yeah. and rebounds. Do you remember? Yeah, it was like 20 and 14, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so all everything. You yeah. defensive player of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for, for the whack, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, no, that, that second year was kind of uh, the year where um, I came back much leaner, in better shape. Um, you know, we had a conversation after that first year, me and Mark, we sat in the room uh, and I remember asking him, like, what do I got to be a pro? And he wrote up two things on the wall. And then once he wrote those two things, I still remember, like, that's all I focused on all summer. 
Um, and I knew like for me, it was, you know, okay, let me achieve these things. And uh, obviously expectations were high. We had Trey Woodbury, um, you know, and the way that we were looking that summer, me and Trey together, I was like, we're going to make a run of the tournament. And, you know, injuries happen as part of the game. And um, obviously he had got hurt. Um, and that, you know, shifted things for us. But, I mean, it it still worked out how it was supposed to. So second year ends and then you go in the transfer portal yeah. and end up at Texas Tech. What went into the decision making there? Um, so at that time I was also doing the uh, the draft process and I had worked out for you know for some teams and the, I was, the NBA draft process yeah, the NBA. and you're working out with NBA teams. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then um I had honestly I sat in, you know, a bunch of offices with, you know, scouts and uh, like, you know, front office people and um I was kind of getting a you know an answer on whether I should leave or stay and like uh for me the feedback that I got was if you can prove that you can guard in space you're 100% NBA player like your offensive skill set is NBA level and once I had heard that you know that so I'm like okay I'm probably going back to school what schools that I'm talking to right now are you know defensive minded schools that you know will help me prove that and i mean texas tech is number one in the country in defense so you know they switch one through five you got to be able to guard you know their bigs are you know up there switching guarding and, and um i knew like right away like okay if i come to the system and thrive you know this will be the, the best spot for me and that's how i ended up there so then you get to texas tech how long were you there before you injured your foot yeah, so I was uh, there for about two and a half, three months. Um, it's crazy. I still have pictures from, you know, the summer. But honestly, that was probably the best shape I've ever been in my life. Um, I was like 238, 240, super lean, like five and a half, six percent body fat. I'm jumping out the gym, um, you know, 38, 39 inch vertical, like everything that, you know, I've ever wanted in terms of, you know, from a body aspect, you know, it's, it's, it's happening. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we go through a little bit of, uh, you know, our preseason stuff and then we're getting, you know, we're, I think we're a month and a half out to the season and, uh, you know, I had some pain in my foot, got it checked out and it just came back to, you know, obviously be an injury that kept me out for a couple months. And, um, I mean, it, you know, it, it distorted the plans, obviously, you know, of what I had, you know, expect, expectations wise, but um, I played the last, I want to say eight, nine games and, um, you know, played, played solid, like played good, you know, um, you, obviously. You, you played really well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it just, it just wasn't to, you know, what I wanted, obviously with winning and whatnot, but, you know, I'm almost uh, healthy, 100%. I'd say like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close, like I can feel it starting to come back and, getting back into the shape that I want to get into as well. Yeah, you're moving around just fine. When I see you move around, it doesn't look like it's it's bothering you much. And I'm glad that you took a little bit of time to let it properly heal. Yeah. That's yeah. how those things are. It looks yeah. like you did that, and so next year's going to be kind of exciting. 100%. So, uh, so you finished the year at Texas Tech, unfortunately, with a little bit of a setback, and then you hit the transfer, transfer portal again. <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit about what uh, what led to that decision. Um, so... They got rid of my coach again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, honestly, for me, once they had done that, I didn't even give a chance to, you know, see who the new coach was. I just knew I'm going to get a transfer portal, you know, get, you know, get, find a spot where, you know, I need a, uh, you know, new start or refresh of, you know, what I wanted and, um, you know, situation 
just kind of popped up. You know, I committed a cow this morning. Um, but yeah, this is this very day you committed to be a Cal, yes, Cal Berkeley bear. Yeah, yeah. Going back with Coach Madsen. Coach Madsen, yes, sir. How weird is that, though? Like, you go to the transfer portal, and then all of a sudden your old coach says, hey, uh, I, I just got, got hired a cow. I got a power five job, yep. Yeah. And uh, I mean. How'd that conversation go? It, I mean, it just went exactly how I thought it went, you know, like I thought it would go. And like for me, um, we've had such a great, great relationship where like it was easy. Like we talked. I said, OK, we got to get A, B and C done. We got A, B and C done. And then I told him, I was like, I want to play for you. Um, and he knows that he knows how to use me. He knows, you know, uh, what I need in terms of like, you know, player to coach, you know, relationship. He knows that, you know, I handle my business. Um, and at the end of the day, like, he's a great coach. It showed this past year as well. Um, by the way, if if they had made the tournament, they would have made a Final Four run, in my opinion. But um, You're talking about UVU. Yeah, Utah oh, Valley. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, I, I believe that too, Jay, and I know you believe that too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I believe it. Um, but just seeing what he did, you know, this past year, obviously with me not there, and like you really get to see from the outside looking in, like he's truly a great coach. Obviously, he had great players like you know Jaden and Trey Wood and uh, all of the guys that he had. But like seeing that, okay, he can really construct the team, but also like drive that team to its full potential. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a powerful thing you just said because I do think that's one of the things that coach is good at. Yeah. Which is help the team play together as a team yeah and then help synergy happen yeah between the players where they can each use their individual skills into into the recipe exactly of winning exactly or as you said driving the team to its to to success 100 percent. yeah yeah it's it's uh you know me and uh trey wood were actually talking about this the other day he said you know prior to the season has started his expectations obviously you know he was like okay well you know it's a new team this this and that and you know, once the season went on, he understood exactly why Mark Manson and staff constructed the team the way that they did. And he said, like, it, the vision made sense to him at that point in terms of, like, okay, we got lob threats. We got bigs that are athletic and big. We got shooters. It allowed him to play the point, you know, which I think he thrived in. I think that's his best, you know, his trait now. Um, so just, like, him understanding that now, like, me seeing that from the outside in, I'm like, coach really – like he constructed a powerhouse, you know, at a mid-major level. <laughs> and you're going to get that done in one year again next year at Cal, right? We're trying that's to, man. That's a big step just getting you there. So I, I, hope that's a, I hope that's a draw for some other players in the portal too. Yeah, I mean, we'll. I won't speak too much on it, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, because I was, after I'd committed this morning, I seen, uh, I actually showed Jaden, someone has sent me, uh, Cal had went up like 80 spots in rankings for next year. So like... It just, you know, that right there, I'm like, okay, I, you know, if we get some stuff done, we'll be we'll be in a good spot. But I know Coach is going to recruit, you know, his his tail off. And uh, they got, you know, some guys and staff right now who are obviously great recruiters. So you we'll, know, see yeah, we'll see so what happens. So we'll just yeah. we'll just watch the media and we'll, yeah. things will happen or they won't, right? Yes, sir. It's all right with you if Josh and I come uh, on a road trip or two and come to some of your games. Man, I'd love to see you guys on on a road trip or two. <laughs> yeah, we're big fans. That's the first thing uh, my son Josh says. Like, we gotta we gotta get to some games. Let's do it. And I Let's said we're it. gonna get some swag. We need to get some Dawes on the back. We get your number. Yeah, we're gonna get all that. When we done. Uh, come down to play the U. We need. I need it packed out. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Utah in the Pac-12. Yeah. So, Daz, what what do you think is the best part of uh, of your game as it is right now? Honestly, like I think just my ability to rebound the ball, um, obviously at an exceptional rate, and I think just playing hard. Um, you know, I'm a pretty vocal person, so like I talk a lot on the court, um, and I think like that just not instills confidence in guys, but like you know, when you have your big man, you know, who's your last line of defense that you know screaming you know yeah whatever the call is you know it gives confidence in not only your guy that okay i'm gonna you know either get a stop or i know if i get beat i got help back there uh, but also just you know it throws the other team off as well you know what i mean if they hear oh there's a big dude in the back and he's screaming you know side 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 you know or or uh you know ice 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 whatever the call is or whatever you know i'm saying um just understanding like that um affects people more than you would realize like it's it's crazy how you know basketball in my opinion is 50 60 percent mental i would get to that in a second here but also i'm guessing when you're up back there screaming as a big and they've bumped into you once or twice once or twice to figure out how physical you are yeah how good your footwork is yeah you know that's got to be a little bit intimidating too next time if they'll let you at cal where your black belt out there i know i i got to man <laughs> I'm uh I gotta I gotta find it it's somewhere at home, but I'll, I'll bring it out with me. So I'm gonna hit you with the same question here about Jaden. But Jaden, what do you think is a part a great part of his game that gets overlooked? Um, I think I mean as far as when I came in, like when I came in, Dawes was already here, but he was just redshirting at the time of the rule. Like you couldn't uh, you couldn't transfer and play right away. Mm. So for me, I saw Dawes in action like his first year, like what he said, like getting the games of the 2020s and all that. But um. I feel like that year, like, yes, I knew that Dawes could shoot, but he wasn't he wasn't shooting it out there yet. But then the next year, like, he expanded his game a lot. And that's what I take credit that uh, Dawes does well. And I feel like that's why me and him connected, because he gets in the gym. And if, I see, if I'm in the gym, I see him, even if when I'm not there and not laced up, he's in there. And, but he's shooting and shooting. So I feel like, uh, really, I would say his shooting has gotten way better. And he already could shoot, but I feel like now that He'll show like, and he wasn't uh, fully 100% last year, but this upcoming year, fully healthy, I feel like he'll still show that he can shoot it even better than he did at UVU or even at Texas Tech for the time he played. So that's what I take that uh, Dawes does very well. So two years ago, I asked you this question and we were, just, we were just hanging out. Yeah. And that's what you said. You said that two years ago, you said the thing that you've, where you felt that your game had improved the most was shooting threes. Yeah. And then you proved it. Yeah. And a little bit that I watched you at Tech this year, yeah. I saw you put, you're still putting down threes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So congrats I'm, on that. Appreciate that, man. Before we get to what you think you've improved on the most, how about Jaden? What, what do you think is a, a part of his game where he excels that maybe gets overlooked? Honestly, in, in my opinion, I would say his ability to pass the ball and make guys around him better. Um, you know, I, I got to play with him for, you know, two seasons, but I think that last season that I played with him um, truly showed that, um, you know, if he had stayed healthy, you know, he would have been, you know, huge. He was a huge part of our team, but he would have been, a, you know, a big part of, you know, what we had going. Um, just I had never played with somebody that, you know, I'd set a screen, I'm rolling, and, you know, he's throwing the ball up for lobs and, like, not saying that, you know, like, I'm not athletic or whatever, like, which, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a decent athlete, but like he's making me look a lot more athletic than I am, you know, like just the passes that he would throw and it's just like everything was timed perfect. And like I knew, um, you know, 
I still have videos, you know, on my phone. Like, you know, I remember watching those videos after practice and I'll be like, man, if, you know, I play like this in the season, like uh, I'm going to shock a lot of people. And um, I think it's just his ability to pass the ball, get guys around him better. And like, you know, we've been playing the last couple of days together. And I think he's just improved so much from, you know, even last year to this year, um, which is, you know, goes to show, you know, same thing that he was saying, like he's always in the gym. Like when I walk in, he's in there. Or when he walks in, I'm in there. So it's like, I think that's a, you know, huge factor in just trying to get better every single year. Like, yeah, there hasn't been one year where, you know, I've been like, okay, I'm good at everything. I'm just going <laughs> to chill this summer. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jaden, one of the things that I see, and I didn't play basketball, but it's your explosive quickness. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I've, I've been thirsting for is to see you if when you're getting a lot of playing time and see how you can use that that quickness to open up the, the the court more it just when someone can drive and penetrate and make the defense have to respond to that mm-hmm. and respect it it just seems like you're either going to end up with some you know open open jays mm-hmm. some open jump shots that are that are that are kind of close to the hoop mm-hmm. or opportunities to throw in some lobs or getting some good feeds to to open up some other people even either underneath or out on the wing mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel that's a part of your game? Because that's just something I've been wanting to see. Because I just feel like players who are explosive, it just changes how you have to, how defenses have to have to defend that player. No, I I agree with you, and I definitely feel like that's a part of my game. But I I also feel like it does come from like quickness and speed and getting downhill, like ability to draw help. But I feel like also like there's slower players like Luca and stuff like that. Like maybe like a D'Angelo Russell that play at a slower place that you just have to have a good feel for the game. Yep. And I feel like uh, like for me, like even my whole life, uh, regardless if I was playing or not uh, here or just period before that, I just feel like uh, uh, my feel for the game was elite. And like Daw said, uh, I built a good chemistry with him uh, on practice, on the court, in games. Um, but I make sure that I feel like uh, I have good chemistry with whoever I'm playing with. Like, I'll tell them uh, when we used to play, like, dude, like, what do you want it? Like, how do you want me to throw it up? Do you want me to throw it up right here? So before even we get into a live setting or um, even I knew exactly where it was coming. Yeah. Exactly. Every single time. Yeah. So that's what I was really doing. And um, uh, yeah, I would say my feel for the game is good. Like, if I had one trait to say, but like you said, me getting downhill and getting like uh, people to help. Yeah, uh, with my quickness, collapse, yes, yeah. like that. That definitely helps for sure. Yeah. It definitely helps. I hear what you're saying. You're saying you have some God-given speed and quickness that you use. But yeah. I'm hearing you saying, and that's great. Yes. But more powerful than that is your feel for the game. For sure. And understanding that just because you're fast doesn't mean you have to go to that one bag of trick every time. You have the ability to just to understand what a guard needs to do and then do that. Yeah. Yeah. Film will help too. Watch a lot of film. Um, and I know Dawes watches a lot of film. Um, I mean, but I'm a big Kobe fan and just watching his uh, like YouTube videos or whatever, anything I could find, um, like breaking down film and seeing where just say if it was me and him, I miss Dawes yeah. and then we can connect on that or anybody else on the court. You're, um, you're actually one of the few guys that I've seen that I like watch really religiously film. watches film, which, is, which yeah. is like, I think a super underrated part of uh, the, the game. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of talented guys out there that don't watch film, and you can see it shows. Like he was one guy. Like as soon as practice is done, he's watching practice. Right I'm away. asking them Everything. to give me the practice film already so I could break it down. And but that's what I in high school too. Uh, I feel like uh, my high school coaches taught me that we used to watch one quarter, like the first quarter. I think in high school was eight minutes in California. 
that whole eight minutes used to take us 40 minutes just to watch. They used to break down every clip for clip, but I started to love it because I love basketball. So, um, and I started to notice that. And like Dawes knows, like that watching film can also elevate your game just off that. Um, um, and and it'll, I feel like it'll elevate your IQ too, so. Another thing about your game that I like is actually just who you are. Yeah. Meaning that any team that you're a part of is gonna be uplifted just by your positive attitude, yeah. your work ethic, and and you said earlier, Dawes, it is easy knowing you, and I, I feel like I know you fairly well. I feel like uh, uh, you're gonna make any player around you better. Sure, I try. And I increase that try. team chemistry. Sure. It, every time I think about how, how you bounce back after the SUU loss or how, how strong your team has been last year, this year, in my head, since I'm not in your locker room and I don't know everything that's going on, I think it just seems to me, it makes sense to me that people with Jaden McClanahan on their team would think and act and behave that way. It just, you, you just, you smell of success. So sure. he's, he's really a, a, another coach on the floor. That's really what he is. That was the next thing I was going to say is uh, when you're done playing in 20 years or so, <laughs> is, is coaching in your future? I mean, um, I've had a lot of players uh, and coaches tell me I, I should. And I and I really like I I'd probably do it just because like uh for the love of the game. Uh but if it comes like naturally, I'm not gonna go out my way to go coach. But All right. um Okay. I definitely think that I could just off like me just loving him that much and, and I feel like I'm credible though. Like when, when I say something, I, I'm trying to they know that in the like in the bottom of my heart that I'm it's it's good for, for a good cause. And so they know that I watch film. They know that I'm like well connected or whatever, like on the court, just IQ wise. So yeah. um, I just try to show my leadership through that, like on the court and off the court, which is good though. So no, no, no doubt. So Dos, this year, what? How do you think your game improved the most over the last uh, twelve months since you left UVU? Obviously, prior to injury, I think the like the, honestly the biggest thing for me was just improving my body. I think just like you know. Like I said, like going to Texas Tech and obviously the offseason that I had there, like, you know, I was feeling and looking and moving the best that I've ever, you know, moved. And I knew like that was kind of the next step. Obviously, you got to keep sharpening your craft and get your shot, you know, better. You got to get your handle better, this, this and that. But like I knew for me, like it was OK, if I get this down, all the other stuff is going to come with it. You know, like that was. Yeah. The biggest thing, obviously, the injury hurt, you know, hurt that a little bit. Um, sure. But, you know, I'm back in a spot right now where I'm getting back to that. And uh, by the time, you know, you guys see me play next uh, November, you know, oh, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be a different story. It will definitely, you'll be ready, no doubt. Is one of the main goals that you have for next year still to prove that you can defend in space at an elite level? 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, like, once I, uh, you know, once I – play um i think a lot of people are going to be shocked just to see you know what what i can do you know especially at the power five level um and you know at the end of the day like my goal is to be a pro yeah so um i know to do that you got to win games obviously too not just individual numbers but you got to win games and um nba teams want winners on their squad like if you're a winner you're going to have a great chance of being on an nba roster combined with you know the skill because there's a lot of guys out there that you know, averaging 20, but, you know, you don't make the tournament, you don't win games, you know. So I think just putting all that together, um, you know, with the trust of the coaching staff, I think, you know, we can make that happen. You know, one of the things that I, I've said in the podcast last time, I'm going to say it again just because you're here. 
you're just one of the best young men that I've ever known. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that, man. <laughs> I hope I'm old enough where I call you a young man. I appreciate that. You're a good, you're you're amazing. And it's the same thing with Jaden. And as I started meeting the UVU players a couple of years ago, I'm like, how how the coaches recruit so many people of such outstanding character? I mean, because you're you're all chippy on the basketball court, which I love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, on the basketball court, you guys are chippy, but you are all exceptional young men with just outstanding character appreciate that man thank you thank you thank yeah. you yeah it, I mean, it's, it's kind of seems to me like it's hard to find both pe pe people who know how to like put it all out there and be yeah. aggressive and demand yeah. respect in the physical play yeah and mental play but yeah. then also be intelligent yeah integrous I think, I think a lot of that you know goes to the coaching staff and you know their ability to recruit i think uh i think I, a lot of it goes to your parents yeah the, well yeah obviously yeah that too yeah <laughs> and i've talked shout, to your dad i mean he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good man yeah yeah no shout out mom and dad but um yeah no i think uh just you know with the guys that i've been around you know um in whatever team that i've been on the guys you know at utah valley have been you know some of my friends that I consider my like lifelong brothers, you know, like I'm, I'm in the off season right now and I'm in Utah. Yeah. So, so that's what I was asking. So like you're, you're, you just signed with Cal, yeah. you're from Texas tech and you're working out here in Utah. We're sitting here in, yeah. in Utah now. Yeah. How did that happen? And, and how, how did you end up coming back here to work out? Yeah. And then why is it that you're so comfortable doing that? Yeah. You know, for me, like, you know, Jaden can attest to this too. Like all season, you know, I'm calling Jaden every single day like we're talking on facetime all the time whether it's before my game or his game you know we're just talking about whatever life um so like you know my relationship that i have with you know Jaden and justin and trey wood like I'm, I'm super close with a lot of the guys still and like i i knew like once the season had ended and i seen you know the stuff with mark and i was like okay you know you this might be the last time where we're all in this one setting you know so i just wanted to see the guys before i went and you know just working out with some of the people that i'm comfortable with you know trying to get healthy out here um was really like another motivating factor for me because you know um at the end of the day like it's about you know being around people that you can trust you know with with your career it says a lot about utah valley university that they set up a culture where you're comfortable coming back here. 100%, man. It's always love when I come back. Like This place is a class act. It, it doesn't matter, you know, where I'm playing or what, you know, is on the you know front of my, you know, jersey or whatever. They're still showing a lot of love to me, facilities, uh, you know, whatever I need. Like, it it will be, you know, it will be handled. And that just shows you, you know, what, what kind of facility, you know, or what kind of a, you know, program that, not just Mark, but the previous, you know, people yeah. have built. So what do you think of the new coach, Coach Todd Phillips being hired at UVU? What are your thoughts on that? Great hire, UVU. Great hire. I think that was uh the best hire that, you know, they could they could have got. Um he's he's a guy that knows the culture. He knows what he you know, what you gotta do win, you know, what you gotta do to win at Utah Valley. Um he's been with Mark, you know, he's been through the ups and downs. Um, and he has success on his own as a coach. Exactly. Like he's he's won championships what, two, as a head coach. Two, three national titles, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So he he knows what it takes to win. And, and um, you know, I would not be surprised, you know, if the the fall off is if there's a fall off. Next well, year, the, you know? the program's going to keep yeah, going up. Exactly. Like um, it's just trending. It's just trending. Up. Yeah, it's just trending up. And with the turnaround, you know, I think with some of the guys they have right now, you know, I think they'll still be, a, you know, one of the top teams in the WAC next year. 
But Jaden, I, I know you're in the portal right now, mm -hmm. and we don't, we don't need to talk about that where you're at with that. I'm, but my question for you is, what do you think about the Coach Phillips as a head coach? I think it's great, and I also think that um, it was good too because, I mean, I talked to Phillips one-on-one uh, -on -one and just during the year. Uh, he actually likes being in Utah, and I feel like as far as I don't know what other candidates they had, but um, he knows the culture here already. And I feel like and not any other candidate wouldn't want to stay in Utah, but uh, you know, like uh, Coach Phillips has a lot of ties over here. So maybe in three, four years, maybe does that coach try to get another job and and keep moving up? Like, like it's a stepping stone. Exactly. So it might be just a stepping stone. I feel like uh, Coach Phillips, um, from my understanding, would you know try to keep building a dynasty here, like if he yeah. can. Yeah. Uh, but without like really, I don't feel like looking to go somewhere else, if that makes sense. Like uh, St. Mary's coach or the yeah, Gonzaga yeah, coach, yeah, yeah. someone that likes to be here and they just want to exactly. be known for 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 building a dynasty. Exactly. And he, he has that inertia going. And I've said this before, I don't know any university, any university in the United States that has come as far as and, and as fast as Utah Valley University. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I'm not talking about just basketball. In every aspect. I'm talking about as a university. I have yeah. so much love. Yeah. For, for for the administration, everyone there, and it's and and, and the athletes. You, yeah, yeah, you're, you're agreeing? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. just from what I've seen, what you know, President Tamines has done with you know, obviously everyone else involved. Like it's it's crazy just to see. You know, you're seeing new facilities built all the time. Um, you're seeing you know the way that they're able to adapt and stay up to you know some of the top universities in the state. Um, and I know, like you know, people might think, okay. I'm a Utah kid, you know, should I go to BYU, Utah Valley? I think, you know, people are seriously, you know, considering now, like Utah Valley is just as good as, you know, the the school down the street. <laughs> oh, better. I mean, yeah. like, I, I, in my opinion, that's an easy decision if you're yeah. talking about the other school here in the Provo or yeah. area. And I don't mean it disrespectfully. No, 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 no. No, but I mean, I have I have a, I have one child that goes to, to, to over there in Provo. Yeah. And I have a son at UVU and, yeah. and, I, and I know the, the, that our family is just ecstatic with Utah Valley University. Yeah. And again, I don't mean it with any disrespect, yeah. but oh, no, it's, yeah. it's just special. Tell me, we don't like them Cougars over there. They know that though. <laughs> <laughs> they know oh, that. I'm trying to I'm trying to take it easy on them. They gotta be looking their wounds over there. Yeah, you it's guys all good, man. Just two, two and all the last two years. Manhandle you know? them over there. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk our we'll talk our ish. <laughs> Let's talk a little about the mindset of the game. So what are some what are some things that you've noticed that that are ways to approach the game mentally mm -hmm. that that either lead to being successful or not successful at the D1 level? Um, you know, for me, I think just the experiences that I've gone through, um, I know it sounds corny, but like positive affirmation and positive thoughts truly goes a long way. Like, and I've, and I've realized that because you know, when I put myself in situations, whether it's stress situations, whatever it is, and the more I can keep my mental positive and, yeah. and what's going through my head, you know, um, at a more, you know, relative positive, you know, base or whatever, I, I feel like I've seen so much, um, so much good come from that. Cause I, you know, I go back and I sit and I'm like, you know, the times that, I thought this or that, you know, whatever it was um, in terms of like negativity, I've seen like my play has not been the best that it could be. So I think just understanding that, you know, as I've gotten older and, and playing more and being in different situations, like it's it's allowed me to um, excel at a higher level. And I'm honestly like I'm a player that like I have to play with a lot of tenacity and like, 
you know, like a little bit of talking crap or whatever, because that's just how I've always been. And I play my best when I play like that um, because I know I'm not passive. I'm super aggressive, um, you know, and like, it's funny, like I had, you know, an assistant coach once tell me like, you know, he, he subbed me out of the game. He's like, he's like, you know how I know you're not playing hard. You're not talking, you know, you're not talking crap. Like you're not, you know, you're not, uh, you know, you're not playing as hard as you can play. And I, you know, I got sub back in and, you know, now I'm like, okay, like got a layup or whatever. Now I'm, I'm, now I'm talking, you know, now I'm like, okay, let's, let's play. So I think for me, it's just like those things combined, trying to stay positive all the time, like is, is a, it's something that's helped me out a ton. Well, I love what you said there, and I hope I hope the people listening heard it. Yeah. You said it may sound corny, but positive affirmations. Yeah. Meaning everyone gets negative thoughts in their head, but but chase them out. Chase them out. Because they will only lead to a bad result, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you probably have different routines or habits of where you're telling yourself positive things yeah. over and over and over and over. And eventually... Like it literally does change your reality. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, and like you know, Jaden is somebody that I've obviously played with the last couple of years. Like I've seen, he's someone who's elite at that, super good at that, and not just for himself, but I think for other guys as well. Um, like yeah. you know, I've had multiple games. Like for example, that BYU game that we played last year at home. Um, you know, I think I went into halftime with like three points and like you know, six rebounds or whatever, like just, you know, not playing great. I'm not shooting great for the field. And it's like, you know, being around my teammates and like just that positive affirmation, you know, going back out there, listening to what they're saying, you know, in terms of, you know, explicit or whatever, you know, whatever they're saying. And like me now kind of having a reset, okay, I'm, I can do this. I'm, you know, I'm obviously, you know, good enough to do this, whatever, going back out there and playing great in the second half. I think that, it's just an attest to of like, okay, when you think you know negative, you're probably not going to play great. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned BYU. You had three points and six rebounds going into the half. Where were you at the end of the game? Yeah, twenty four and twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so twenty four <laughs> yes. points, twenty two rebounds. So that yeah, means yeah. you got twenty one points in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. And how many rebounds? Nineteen. Yeah, nineteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah something, somewhere <laughs> in there. Yeah. All right, Jaden, you are you are the professed master of uh of the mental approach teach us um i don't know i feel like uh the way i go about things is just uh with a clear mind and then after regardless of the situation if i'm on the court or not uh like if this is outside life or just on the court um i, I take whatever happens happens but i know how to respond like i don't know why i just got a different way of thinking but like if a negative situation happens or uh even me trying to help a teammate um, or even help myself. Like, I feel like I know how to get myself back uh, mentally to be fine. But I feel like uh, I, I would actually, I would say that I, I credit probably my dad and um, my mom and all my brothers just because uh, even when we used to be playing outside and stuff, like just being mentally tough, uh, it used to be crazy outside. Like me and my brother, my twin brother used to play a lot and uh, <laughs> playing one-on-one, like, Whoever was losing, like we used to have these little rocks outside. We used to throw them at each other, and just stuff like that. Like, so and, I'm really, and, and I'm, I'm guessing that hurt. Funny story. Yes. Funny story. Funny story. One time, uh, Jaden had called me. He Facetimed me, and I'm like, "What's up, man?" And we were just talking, and, uh, <laughs> and he uh, he was just, you know, explaining something that happened. He played his brother one on one, and he's like, "Look at my, look at my body." And he was scratched up, and like, he he was beating his brother so bad um, that. 
you know, he started getting frustrated, started <laughs> started fouling him. So like, you know, just, just seeing that was obviously super funny to me, but yeah, sorry to interrupt, but that was, I know you remember that. Yes, no, but we do compete. If me and my brother play, yeah. uh, it's crazy competitive. We haven't played in a while because uh, like obviously we're at different schools, but. I feel like you guys can't play no more though. No, nah, we can't. I feel like we have a level of respect now, like where it's not, we're competing against each other. Yeah. So I feel like, um, like he respects my crap and it's more like, okay, now, like, dude, we know where we want to be. It's not about me and you. It's really about like helping each other out, uh, trying to get better. So when we go in the gym, uh, I mean, that's what we're doing. I think I'll probably see him soon, but yeah. Talking about the mental aspect of the game. When BYU came in to, to Utah Valley last year and you beat them, they were yeah. ranked 12th in the nation. Yeah. And it just seemed to me like they sort of collapsed. Collapsed. After that, as a team, not just in the they game. Were, I mean, I as a, as a team, they were on an eight zero or nine zero run at the time. So they had just, you know, they they came off smacking Utah like it was. Mm -hmm. a, they were on a run, and like the way that people were talking about them, they're like, okay, this this might be a Sweet Sixteen, you know, plus team. Yeah, and you gave them a smackdown, and they just didn't respond well from that. Which which, the reason I'm saying that is because then this year they can, you went into BYU and you went and gave them another second smackdown. And they just didn't get up for the count. No. And and what I'm contrast contrasting that with is this year you guys went into the WAC tournament, and you had that huge lead, and you lost that game to SUU. Mm -hmm. You had the opposite response of what I saw from BYU. Yeah. You had a champion response. The thing that's hard to teach, and it's the thing I keep asking about that I'm just wanting to find the secret formula to it, <laughs> because if you can bottle that formula of how you can have adversity and hardship hit you, and then you can get up and 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 the real champion you gets to present itself, which yeah. is what you did. To me, that's the main difference, not just between you and BYU, but I'm saying with you and most teams. Mm. But the way the way you responded uh, compared to compared to how other teams' response is special. Yeah, and uh, and I think it's one of the things that's gonna your team is gonna be remembered for, and and you as players gonna be remembered for. It's something you get to carry with you for the rest of your life. For you sure. did that. No one can ever take it from you. Hundred percent. Sure. Are there any other? Uh, are there any memories or team stories that you can remember from your time playing together? Team stories, time playing together. We have some stories, but we can't talk about them. All right, that's yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we'll take that yeah, as an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to hear that you have stories that that just stay uh, in the brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like that. Well, uh, Dawes and Jaden, I'm big fans. If Thank it's okay you. with you, then I'm going to say Big Maple and Moot. Yes, yes. I'm a I'm a huge <laughs> fan. My son Josh, as you know, a huge fan. We look forward to seeing what you do next year. We will be following you wherever you end up, Jaden, in the portal. We mm -hmm. thank you for for the love and the energy and the impact that you've had on the UVU community and upon me and my family. Mm -hmm. Dawes, the the feelings the same. We look forward to to stay in touch with you as you move on. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, Jason, that, for having us. Thanks for, for having, sure. having yeah. us.